Hey, this is Chris Niemeyer, and you're listening to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast with John Hewlin. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and work. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everybody, to the Relationships and Revenue Show. I'm your host, John Hewlin. So glad you decided to spend some time with me today. And I'm super excited about this episode because we're going to be doing two things. We're going to be talking with my friend, Chris Niemeyer, and we're going to be talking about something that I think is really important. I know it's important to me, and it is to Chris when we're talking about faith. So, Chris, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing well, John. Excited about those two topics in particular, and, and glad to be here. Sweet, man, sweet. All right, so I want to tell everybody a little bit about Chris and where he comes from. Now, Chris has some background in politics. Now, sometimes he'll Uh-oh. admit to that, sometimes he won't, because that's almost like a, another lifetime ago for him. But beyond that, what he's into now, Chris is a coach, he's a consultant, he's an entrepreneur and a speaker. But he has two other titles that I think he holds most dear, and that's husband and dad. So beyond that, what Chris does is he works directly with business owners and he helps them live a life of freedom by implementing systems and providing strategies. Am I close on that, Chris? Absolutely. Yes. I want more guys to understand there's a life of freedom as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, if you make some key changes and tweaks to how you run your business. Because, John, you know, it can be overwhelming and all-consuming, mm. but what good is it to, to slave away, fill up a bank account, but come home to some empty relationships at home? <laughs> and so that's, that's what I'm all about is, is helping other guys position their, their lifestyle business to make sure that they've got more time mm-hmm. for their family and uh, can still make more along the way, but they can also work less. That's right. That's right. Okay. So with that thought in mind, share with us, because um, we have several folks who are entrepreneurs who listen to the show, share with us one of those tips, one of those ways that we can be smarter about how we're working so that we create more freedom especially at home, so that we can develop better relationships. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the whole, you know, working smarter, not harder type of, type of mentality, right? Sure. Just productivity tools. I mean, I'm a huge you know, fan of Tim Ferriss and Michael Hyatt and all those kind of guys. Okay. Um, so it, time, time batching is a huge one, right? Mm. I'll give you mm-hmm. a great example. And I actually just literally posted about this an hour ago. Oh, so cool. yesterday, I, I got away early and was at a coffee shop for about four hours. And mm. it was like, earbuds are in, you know, I'm listening to like Baroque music to just like, oh, okay. Classical, right? Keep, keep the, the, the mind going, I got coffee. And I'm just doing deep work, no distraction, phone is off, you know, laptop mm. is all the silences. I got so much done in four hours, it felt like two days worth of work. Nice. Okay, now, today, I'm here, <laughs> I'm here in my office, this wall right behind us is our living room. Okay. I have a seven-year-old daughter. She, she brings a friend over today. They're playing 
well, we have a karaoke machine <laughs> right outside this door. Nice. And so I, I'm hearing, you know, Frozen and Moana and all these. <laughs> I did not get a lot done today. And I actually yeah. took breaks to go enjoy them and sing with them and all that yeah. because, you know what, yesterday was such a great day. And so there, there are some things like that where I think time batching, time blocking, doing deep work uh, is, is really critical to amplifying what you can do mm. in those seasons where you do need work. And then it allows more freedom to enjoy your family, enjoy the things you want to do. Nice. So really both days were great days, just in different ways. Absolutely. Yep. You're spot on there. Excellent. You know, guys, that's one thing that we as men have a hard time learning is that having a great day at work is a good thing, but it's possible to have a great day at home too, and to be just as productive and meaningful as a great day at work. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. You know, John, I, I coach a lot of guys, a lot of entrepreneurs, and oftentimes we, we get down to this and there's some, some peeling back of the, the layers of onion, if you will, because a lot of guys, let's just be honest, we get a lot of affirmation through work, through, oh, yeah. say, growing a business. I mean, we, it's very measurable, right? We see oh, oh, yeah. sales growth, you know, quarter over quarter, year over year, top line or bottom line. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of assurances that are there. But take that same approach at home. Sometimes it's hard to be tangible with that. How are yeah. those relationships going with, with your spouse or with your kiddos? And so I try to measure it just like I did today. I measure it in like smiles and giggles there and time well spent. And I say, you know what? If, if that's the way that I think they're giving back and they're, they're uh, assuring that things are going well, then I'm going to count that just as much as some of the business stuff over here. Oh, absolutely. And of course, one thing that came to my mind as you were saying that, that's super critical. Um, and listeners, there will be a separate episode coming down the road where we talk more in depth about this. And that is learning things like personality profiles, not only about you, but about your family and knowing things like the five love languages. What is it? What are ways that you need to receive love? But more importantly, the people in your family or your close circle, how do they need it from you? Because we tend to give it how we want it. And that works great if the other person's wired up like us, but most of the time they're not. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right there. Well, I've got, <laughs> I've got four young kids all under the ages of 11. So I'm oh, wow. still trying to read, you know, read <laughs> each of them. And, and, and you're right though. A lot of it is understanding how they work. I mean, I can, I can be active and engaged and go sweat on the soccer field with one son mm -hmm. and he loves that. Right. Yeah. The other, like he could care less about that stuff, but he wants to just sit and read and like rest his head on my shoulder while we're reading, you know, I mean, just right. things like that where you've got to read each other and, and especially of course your, your spouse as well. Oh gosh. Yes. Oh yeah. And let me just put a plug this in for all of you gentlemen who are married. Let me just say this now. First of all, you all know that I'm divorced so, and I am not remarried. So this advice doesn't apply to me until I get remarried. So put it that way. <laughs> but here it is. Super, super critically important that you have a designated date time with your spouse. Now, 
It can be a date night. It could be a date day, date lunch, whatever it is. The frequency, again, is up to whatever the two of you decide, but it, that is a non-negotiable on the calendar. Have to do. In addition to that, when you're having that, you're not talking about the kids. You're not talking about the bills. You're not talking about any of that stuff. What you're talking about is what are her hopes and dreams? What are your hopes and dreams? What do you guys want to do together as a couple? Where do you want to be a year from now, five years from now? The focus needs to be on the two of you and your relationship. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that. Date, date nights are so important and mm. something that Alicia and I guard. You know, it's been harder to keep on the calendar these last few months with COVID sure. and babysitters not really wanting to do much. But mm -hmm. man, we, we jumped back into that last month and it has just been such a breath of fresh air into our marriage. And mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. It's, it's an investment. You know, it really yes, it is. is an investment in your marriage. And a lot of guys, you know, we, we can take a look at, at this through, through the lens of business because a lot of mm -hmm. entrepreneurs tend to just think that way. Right. This is like a leading indicator for your marriage. Oh, yeah. You need to be uh, investing yeah. consistently about date nights, mm -hmm. about what you're – it's an investment. And sure, it's, it's going to cost money. It's going to, you know, get the babysitter, the, everything else. But it is so worth it in the long term just to get to know and to continue uh, to pursue your spouse and get to know yes. them. Yes, absolutely. So, so important. And I'm going to have a little aside here for those of you guys who are going to complain that it's going to cost you money on a date. I can give you two ideas right now that cost you 79 cents or zero. <laughs> for Go real. for it. I want to hear these. For real. Oh, okay. I don't mind sharing them. Here it is. And this was early on when I was married, and we, we, we had no money. And I mean, no money. Uh, we would save to go to McDonald's to share a 79 cent cone. There you go. See? And the zero one, I guarantee you, wherever you live, there's a park close by. I guarantee there's a park close by. Go for a walk together. Cost you nothing, gets you out, gets you moving that sort of thing. Do that together. If you're stuck in quarantine right now, and there are places where it's still that way, and I get that, my idea for you is this. You got your kids there, pick a night. Wear them out during the day. I mean, wear them out. Get them bathed and in bed early. Do your date night at home with them in bed. Again, cost you nothing extra, but then you can focus on each other and not have to worry about having a babysitter for the kids. Yep. Yep, absolutely. That's what we've, <laughs> we've had to do that. And man, a lot yeah. of people have, right? So you, you, can, you can get very creative if, uh, if time is not your friend or you can't get out of the house, like mm. you said, do it there or finances are tight. Plenty, plenty of free or very low cost ways to, to pursue your spouse. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it has nothing to do with how much money you spend. It's about spending the time, investing the time. Because investing in relationships is risky, but it is never a waste. All right. So now, what we're really talking about today, and all of this was kind of like a precursor to what we're getting to, but all awesome stuff. We're talking about faith. Now, I realize that's a dangerous subject to talk about. Because if you guys grew up like I did, you heard two things that you're never supposed to talk about in mixed company. You don't talk about politics and you don't talk about religion or faith. And to that, I say, forget it. And here's why. 
I happen to be a person of faith. I've told you all that before. You know that about me. My faith background happens to be as a Christian. I am a Jesus follower. That's who I am. I'm not pushing that on any of you that are listening. I'm just telling you that's where I happen to come from. And that's the worldview that I have. And it permeates all of who I am and everything I think and the way I do things like business. So knowing that it's a part of who I am personally, but also professionally, I want us to take a deep dive into that today. And that's why I invited Chris on here because he is a person of faith as well. And I know that this is really, really important to him. So Chris, before we go much deeper into that, and I do want to, um, I want you to take some time first to kind of fill in some gaps for us. So I kind of early on told folks kind of about who you are. I teased some information from your past, but kind of fill us in. How did you get to where you are now? Sure. Well, it, it's funny. We'll probably throw in those two taboo topics uh, right here in this story yep. <laughs> right away because- Let's do uh, it. Bam, hey, bam. man, why not, right? <laughs> That's right. So, I mean, I, John, I like you. I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, you know, was around church, had a great, uh, great home life uh, with parents that loved the Lord mm. and, and grew up in that way. Went off to a Christian college, met my wife, uh, you know, we got married a few years later. And then my first career was actually in politics of all things. Like you mentioned, I, I ran, I was president of the largest PAC, uh, political action committee in mm. Southern California. Wow. And so for the next five years, this is right after, I mean, literally my senior year, I, I jumped into this job mm. and for the next five years was deep in the business world of politics. So it was all the kind of the multi, multi-millionaires in Southern California that were given big checks to wow. get their candidates in office and lobby for business economic issues. Sure. Man, it's a dirty world. Mm. And I, I learned a lot through that process. <laughs> and unfortunately you know, really, really backslid in, in my faith. Mm. Um, I was, I was a, a typical Sunday Christian, you know, we would still go to church, but I was, I was filling a seat, frankly. Mm. And, uh, and so there's a whole story there. I'm just going to kind of fast forward. We, we can go back to that. But, um, you know, I eventually had this, this experience where I, I knew I needed to get out of this world. I needed to scratch this entrepreneurial itch that mm. I had as well. And so I had a literal kitchen table experience with my wife where we took inventory. You know, we said, well, gosh, what are we interested in? What are we, you know, gifted in? What do we learn? What are we kind of good at? Or, and all these things started th throwing down into a piece of paper. And that began our entrepreneurial start of, we, we started an online travel company together called uh, Mission Travel. Nice. And so really embraced our faith again okay. and, and melded it with business and that we would provide all the travel coordination for churches and universities and uh, nonprofit organizations to take care of all their travels for overseas international mission projects. Nice. And, and so we still own that company today. It's, it's 15 years old now. Oh, wow. um, I learned a lot about business through that and, and in my years in politics, got to a point where the business was humming along. We continued to hire people, you know, we built out a team. And I realized, especially, after another inflection point, which was fatherhood, oh, I realized, yeah, <laughs> yeah man, I, I just realized like, wow, there's these precious 
new lives that I get to, I get to father, I get to shepherd and nurture. I want to be more present for them throughout my life and, you know, throughout the time that they're, they're here on rent in my house, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And so I really made some, some big changes to my business um, in a way to truly be a business owner, not a slave to my business, to find time to work on it, not always in it. And so really hired well, uh, got it to a point where I was working, you know, six to eight hours a week max with my team that was handling the business nice. that allowed me to jump in, you know, four or five years ago into this whole world of, of coaching and consulting. People kept on reaching out, Chris, how did you do this with your business? How did you hire here? What you're big on, you know, delegating and productivity and systems. Like how did you make that all happen? So you have a lot less time working and more time with your, your family. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's just something I've leaned into the past several years of, of especially coaching and consulting other guys to adopt this way of living that you don't have to grind for all these years and then come home to what? Come home to a wife that barely knows you, kids that are distant. Like you don't want that. If they're, if they're still there. (laughs) If they're still there. Right. I mean, there's, you know, I'm not going to knock names, but there's plenty of guys out there in the online marketer space. They're like, you know, 10 exit and do this and do that and grind, grind, grind. And man, you've seen those kind of lifestyles and what they produce. I wanted to sustainable. No, not at all. Not at all. And so I really embraced that. That's kind of a a fast forward to where we are today. Mm -hmm. Um, and also all of that through the lens of faith, which we'll get, we'll get into in more detail. Okay, great. So just kind of tell us what role now is faith playing in your life, both at home and in your businesses? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I, I remember being at a, uh, an event years ago and I was still kind of new to the online marketer, online, you know, entrepreneur scene. And uh, as a guy respected, heard, listened to his podcast and, and he was pretty, was pretty upfront, you know, about where he stood with, with faith. And, and we're here at the event first hour, right? He's kind of prepping the day. And, uh, and he goes, Hey, you know, I, I might, just want to prep you guys. I might drop the F bomb a few times. And I'm like, well, that's, that's kind of weird coming from this guy. I don't think. And then he paused. He was like, I, I shocked you guys a little bit there. Didn't I? He goes, <laughs> he goes, my F word is faith. He goes, because everything I do is through that lens. And I said, you know what? That, that really resonated with me because that's, that's who I've become over the years mm-hmm. is everything I do is through the lens of faith. How I, I, and with my wife, how I shepherd my kids, mm-hmm. uh, how I talked to my clients. I mean, it's all got to be in integrity. And so sure. that's, that's what I'm big about. I think as guys, it's so easy to kind of silo portions of our life. Oh gosh, you've, yes. you've probably heard the, the, the uh, illustration of like, you know, not the women are from uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, but like guys are like waffles and women like spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Okay. Guy, guys, we we can like, pour a little syrup in one little compartment over here and over here. And, and these little segments don't touch, but right. women, it's like spaghetti, man, that it's all mixed together. Every piece touches each other. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how I want my faith to be is permeating, you know, all that I do. Yeah. And so that's, that's really how I, I wear my faith on my sleeve. It's all through my lens. Again, like you, I'm not a, I'm not a Bible basher or anything like that, but it, truth, permeates in, in all that I do. 
Absolutely. You know, the, uh, the analogy that I like to use, it reminds me of an activity I did with my mom when I was a kid uh, because crayons were big in our house. We had crayons all over the place. You know, it, uh, when they got small, you know, when they're hard to use, that mom put them in a big bucket. You know, it was like an old uh, ice cream tub, you know, one of those big ones with a handle, you know, one of the huge ones. So she would throw them in there. And when it got to be so full, my mom would actually take them, put them on a cookie sheet, and put them in the oven and melt them down and then break them off. And then you would end up having multiple colors. So she didn't swirl it together. So it became one color. It was all the colors, but they were mixed. So anytime you'd use one of those hunks, you could get six or seven different colors when you're <laughs> I love it. And that's kind of how I view my life and faith is that I wanted to be a part of everything that I do, but where it doesn't become bland in one color that kind of thing. So it, it helps add clarity and context to everything that I do in the ways that I think. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's important for you just to be upfront about with people you work with. You know, we just got done. I, a buddy and I ran a, an eight week group coaching course and we had 15 guys go through it. And we were up front from week one, you know, we said, hey, this, this is not a, a Christian group per se, but we are both Christians. And so you will likely hear some references to truth that we believe because everything that we do is through the lens of, of our belief system. Mm. And, and we had, we had a Muslim in the group. We had some people that were not, you know, not believers, mm -hmm. uh, but they privately messaged us and said, you know, I just appreciate that you're upfront about that because nice. I feel like I could let my guard down and just enjoy the experience and enjoy what you're going to share. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I think that's, something needs to be heard by guys because sometimes we do get anxious about, well, what would someone else think who doesn't believe the way I do? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we just put it in the back seat and don't even want to talk about it. And that's not right. the way we should happen. Absolutely. So thinking about what happened to you in the past and what caused some of these changes to come about that are a part of your life now, um, what would you say was the most monumental or what was the biggest trigger? Hmm. Yeah, man. I, I actually remember this one pretty, pretty profoundly because it was a, it was a real pivot of a day. Um, this is back in San Diego, 2006. Hmm. We had come off of just multiple campaign after campaign, you know, special elections. I was that, that guy who was, you know, up at, 6 a.m. getting ready for work, leaving for a power breakfast meeting, you know, and then it's like, boom, boom, boom. This day is covered in meetings and appointments. And then there's some kind of a busy thing in the evening, you know, as some fundraiser for a candidate, probably. Mm -hmm. That was my lifestyle there for what seemed like a couple of years straight. And my wife had gone back to school at the time. So she was going to night classes. So John, for a few, uh, probably a year there, we were just like ships passing the night. Been there. It, yep. It was straining, right? And so- oh, very. I remember uh, one evening leaving San Diego and there was some stuff going on just within, within my job and just the stress of it all and the anxiousness. And I just remember leaving the city lights of downtown San Diego, heading north toward home, uh, right there along Miramar Air Force Base where uh, hmm. you know, Top Gun was filming, all that kind yeah, of stuff, right? Yeah. So fighter jets going on and Very cool. oh, man, those guys are like, those guys are rock stars up there, you know? And <laughs> I just feel like nothing right now. And I really think God can speak to us through anything. And I did just turn on the radio and there was a song that came on. And again, I'm just like processing just 
everything in life going. And it was a song by Switchfoot uh, okay. called This This Is Your Life. Are you who you want to be? Mm. This is your life. Are you is it everything you dreamed it would be? Mm. And I'm going, oh, that just <laughs> cut me to the core because I'm processing just where I was in my journey, you know, as, as a new guy in a new career, as newly married, we were about five years in starting thinking about talking about having a family Yeah, and I'm going, I'm talking to God in the car, right? I'm like, God, I, no, no, I'm not the man I, w- I want to be. I, I'm, I'm not the man I want to be, the husband I want to be. I, I'm definitely not the father I know I should be. Something's got to change. I just kept on listening to that. Um, John, I literally just, teared up and had to like pull over because I could not see through, you know, the windshield. And and I just remember in that moment, you know, steering wheels gripped and I'm going, (laughs) God, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. Take over. And that began our journey of just saying, okay, what, what do we want our life to really be like? If we were to design a life, what's that going to look like and how can we get there? And that was a sweet time in our, and our marriage to just really redefine how we wanted to proceed as, you know, people in a career or in a business. And what do we want a family to look like the intentionality of our time together. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big, uh, a, a big Damascus road, if you will, for me. Nice. All right. Very cool. All right. Now I got to ask the hard question here because, <laughs> okay. because the, the Damascus road experience that gut wrenching, I know I'm not where I need to be, but I know I got to be someplace else and I can't take it anymore. Um, I I go back to a phrase I heard years ago and it has to do with changing. It's like when you, I want to make sure I get this right. I'll remember it later. I'm going to end up messing it up now. So I'll, I'll include it later listeners. I'll put it in the show notes when I remember what I wanted to say about change, but this whole idea about struggling, I want to, I want to hit on that for a minute because uh, for those of you listeners, if faith is a new thing to you, this whole idea of somehow living my life in a way that's not for me specifically or not for my group, where I'm living for something beyond myself, if you get to that point, I'm going to tell you now, if no one else will tell you, I'll tell you the truth. And that is, there will be times of elation and deep pain and struggle that come along with it. So that's where I got to ask Chris, where have the struggles been since that time in on your way home from San Diego? Yeah. Well, man, faith is dynamic, just like relationships are dynamic. And I think it's because it's a relationship. So how, how much am I putting into spending time, you know, with my Lord, that's, that's the relationship. And so, Mm -hmm. Man, there's been seasons where it's like, ah, pretty dry, pretty dry right now in, in my time set aside in, in devotions or, or reading or praying. Um, and there's times of, of, you know, great, great intimacy there. And so trying to be, you know, trying to be more strategic and, and planned about that. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from, you know, making sure I've got a Bible on my, on my, on my table here and a, a mm-hmm. Bible out in the, in the kitchen where I kind of start my day. Um, okay. And a lot of times, you know, when, if the kids are up, like two, two or three days ago, the boys are up early. Mm. I'm there in Proverbs. I'm saying, guys, let's listen in, you know, and let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's read this together. And so, man, but there, of course, have been struggles. And there, I'll tell you what, another thing, too, is 
I remember a time, maybe four or five, eh, it's probably about six, seven years ago now, uh, you know, we we're part of a new church and boy, we'd had three young kids at that time, mm. getting involved in church, get involved in knowing other families and guys' lives. So of course, as you're involved, you get asked, Hey, you need to be on the ministry team. Right? You need to be doing this. You need to be doing right. And I remember feeling, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, John, but I remember feeling guilty saying no, because, oh, yeah. because I knew that my ministry was at home first and I needed to shore up the home front Absolutely, first. Yes. But I think that's something that, you know, as guys, we, we kind of, we just get asked it. It's almost like assumed in a lot of church oh, yeah. circles. Um, but I would challenge that to a degree and just say, you know, make sure that you and your home life is, is where it needs to be Absolutely. before adding new things of service to the mix. Oh yeah. Uh, I would say it this way. If you read the Bible at all, and I'm talking like in Genesis, it's very clear. God establishes the family long before he established the church long before. Yep. So just a little bit of perspective there probably is helpful. Uh, oh, and I would mention one other thing. Um, I'm doing a solo episode related to faith, and I know I've, I've recorded it already, so I mentioned it in there, but I'm going to mention it here. Um, having a physical Bible is a great thing, and if you don't know what kind to get, you know, feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out to Chris, too, and ask him what he likes to use. One of my favorite translations happens to be ESV, which is the English Standard Version. It's very easy to understand. Um, but beyond that, if you guys are anything like me, now, if you're listening to this, you can't see this, but if you're watching the video, I'm holding up my phone. This is my iPhone. Um, there is an app I use every day on there. It's called the YouVersion Bible app. And when the app store opened for Apple, it was one of the first 200 apps they ever came out. Um, that particular app has been downloaded over 400 million individually different times, meaning different devices. It's been downloaded a ton and there's lots of different translations on there. One of the cool things is you can have it in your car and you can play it to tell you. It will start talking to you and read it back to you, which is something fun that I've done with my kids before. And on top of that, there's also these, uh, these reading plans that can help you. If you're struggling with something right now, if you've got some anger issues going on, there are at least five different ones off the top of my head I know that are fantastic that you could go through to help you work through things like anger or worry, or uh, if you're trying to work on having a better relationship with your spouse, all different kinds of stuff in there. And they're fantastic. So I get paid nothing for this endorsement at all. <laughs> Just letting you know. But, that's a great uh, one. I've got that on my phone too. It's, it is. That's, that's typically what I read at church. <laughs> yeah. Because it's easier to carry that way. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Of course, I happen to go to the church that created it, which is Life Church. So... <laughs> Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just so everybody knows, Life Church is actually the largest church in America, but it's not one location. It's 35 locations in 10 states. So Craig Rochelle is the pastor. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to on leadership is his. It's called the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. Again, it's an aside. I'll put a little thing about it in the show notes so that you guys can check out his podcast, which is unbelievable. And I can tell you, even though he is a pastor, I'll tell you, when he talks about leadership, very rarely does he ever mention where he's coming from, from his perspective, as far as a pastor. It's just more in terms of leadership and team building and that sort of thing. This stuff, oh my gosh, so, so good. I just, there's a reason he only does it once a month because there's so much in it. It's so rich. 
All right. So I often talk about how what goes on at home impacts what happens at work or in business. So what's that like in your life, Chris? Oh man. Well, <laughs> now this is all pre COVID, right? Right. Right. We were already, we were already the full-time homeschool family. Okay. I've worked at home in a home office since 2007. Mm. So we're always together. <laughs> so <laughs> you just can't get away sometimes, right? Like I, I'm literally the guy that has to go to a coffee shop every once in a while just to feel like I've got a little, you know, separation, right? So man, it's, it's full time, right? I mean, we're, we're full time together. And so there's going to be days where, Hey, I'm not starting work until 10 or 11 o'clock maybe because yeah. something could be happening with one of the kids or mm -hmm. multiple kids. Right. And it's like, dad, daddy's got to be there to sit down and, and talk about that. Um, this has happened many times too, where there's a school day going out there. I'm working and I get a you know, knock at the door and, and it's uh, principal Chris, principal Chris is needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, going through that is it's, it's just real life. And like we talked about it because everything that we do is, is through the lens of faith, the way we parent, the way we talk to our kids, try to guide them in truth you know, we're talking about that and in terms of faith and bringing up scripture verses. I mean, I remember, I remember one time, I can't get into the full story here, but I remember one time, one of those knocks, the door came kind of mid morning. I'm already in my work mode, right? Yeah. We've been dealing with an issue with one of the kids over the last or the previous couple of weeks. <laughs> and I get the knock at the door, talk to my wife and it happened again. Uh, warnings were, you know, warnings and discipline were already been done. And mm. I was just to the point where I was a little, I was a little ticked. I mean, yeah. my, my flesh was just getting a little bit the, the best of me. Like, like anger was about to happen. Right. Oh, been there. <laughs> and I just said, you know what? Pause. He's going to go to his room to talk about, I can't talk to him right now. I'm yeah. going to go take a cold shower. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know, it's funny. It was, it was in that, it was in that time alone in the shower where God brought back to me a story in scripture to go and, and share with, with my son uh, mm -hmm. and in this disciplinary process to teach him and instruct him in a way. And man, it was a beautiful time, but it was also one of those where it's like, what a roller coaster, you know, <laughs> like I'm going, I'm, I'm in this zone of my work day. I get pulled out. I'm kind of angry and ticked now. I, you know, then I go into a, a kind of quiet time with God and okay, things are better. And, and it ended up being okay. But that's just, that's just real, dude. Like that's, I mean, you, you read Old Testament stuff gets messy and bloody and that's just part of this faith journey that we are, that we're on. And it's relationships, man. They are messy. That's why I say they're a risk, but they're worth it. Yeah. They just are. <laughs> and it sounds like what you did for yourself. And this is something I've done for myself with my kids. There's been times and I've told my kids I'm doing this. Like I am so angry with you right now. I'm putting myself in a timeout. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much what it was. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. And of course, you know, the first few times you do that, they just look at you like, you? <laughs> like, yep. It's like, trust me, it's much better for you if I'm in a timeout right now. So, <laughs> so I'm going to do that. <laughs> All right. So, Chris, this whole idea about 
faith and how it's not a segment of your life. It is, it's synonymous with you. How, how do you share that with others in a way that is winsome, that they're going to say, there's something about Chris. I can't put my finger on it. I'm thinking specifically when you're in, in business circles. Hmm. There's something about him. There's something different. I'm not sure what it is. Have, first of all, have you had anybody say that to you? And if you have, how did you answer that? Hmm. Let, let, before I get there, let me, let me give another illustration or a story that happened, right? Is, and yes, this has please. probably happened to a lot, of, a lot of other families, but you know how you get to, maybe it's a, at a restaurant or some other kind of public setting and, and some strangers are off in the distance, maybe just observing, you know, you and your family and your kids and, yeah. and uh, hey, God's grace is sufficient, right? So sometimes, sometimes they, they're acting great and, and it's just kind of that, they're like the all-American kiddos, right? Uh -huh. And so, of course, there are times when, no, I'm kidding. My, my kids are actually really awesome. Uh, but, but there are times when, you know, the stranger might come up and say, hey, I don't know, you know, what you guys are doing, but your kids are so well behaved. We've just kind of been watching from a distance there. And man, kudos to you guys. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. Nice. It's easy to say, oh, you know, thank you, right? Mm -hmm. But we've tried to, to lean into that and take that as an opportunity Okay. To say, you know, thank you. We're, gosh, parenting's tough. We're trying our best and we could not do it without Jesus in our life. And he is the one who guides us. Everything we do is, is through the truth that we know is found in him. And that usually, sometimes it'll either stop the conversation or it'll, mm -hmm. it'll open up more conversation. It usually opens up more. <laughs> uh, but that's just a, a way that, that we've found, you know, people are observing you. Like, like you said, they're observing something's, different something's maybe attractive because faith should be attractive if you're yeah. really living it out sure. um you know in business situations it's been similar where they go hey you know chris i've, I've been kind of following you from a distance online and uh, we have some mutual connections i want to connect and gosh i've just seen you know you play through in your whatever social media feed or i, I had a podcast for a while there um tell me more about just kind of your your ethos on life right and and mm -hmm. And so that's just an opportunity to say, well, everything I do is, is through my faith lens. I don't always talk about, you know, Jesus. I don't always talk about the Bible and what I do, but I do talk about truth because mm -hmm. I think truth does not return void. Mm -hmm. And in, in a culture, in a world where truth is perverted, uh, people can sniff that out in a heartbeat now. And so I think that's why leading with what you believe and, and everything is done in truth, that becomes uh, attractive and contagious and people want to know more. Absolutely. Absolutely it does. So what do you say, Chris, to the person who's listening to this and is like, okay, this Chris guy, I got to know more. I got to <laughs> figure out how do I connect with Chris? Because if nothing else, I need to have one conversation in my lifetime with this guy because I just want to understand him better. How do people find you and connect with you? Sure. Yeah. Well, chrisneemeyer.com. So you can put that in the show notes, okay. but uh, chrisneemeyer.com. You can reach out to me there. There's a place to link a link up to my calendar to schedule a free call. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram, both at chrisneemeyer. So it's 
pretty easy to find me. I, I live my life out loud and our, our faith out loud and our family is kind of the forefront of what we do. But I'm just on this mission, man, to get more guys to embrace this kind of lifestyle that says I can be an entrepreneur. I, I can be a business owner, but I can work smarter, not harder because I want to be there for my family. Uh, you know, we're also big about traveling and just having a free, flexible lifestyle. And so yeah. you got to position your, your business and your career in a way that you can work less, you know, still make more, but have more time for those that you love and, and doing things that you love together. Absolutely. All right. So before we get to our final four, which we do with every person that I interview, is there anything else that you want to make sure that our listeners hear something that we haven't covered or that we need to reemphasize? Boy, I would just say if you're, if you're on the, the, the fence at all about, do I live, live out my faith in a stronger way or, or do I kind of keep it, keep it kind of hidden, kind of compartmentalized like a lot of guys can do, right? We oh. compartmentalize a lot of stuff, which, which is so damaging to so much of who we are is man, go all in. If you're on that side of the fence, like just drop onto this right side. <laughs> the, the grass is greener where you fertilize it. And so fertilize your, your faith, right? Fertilize that area where you want to grow because it's going to do so much in terms of your, your marriage, in terms of your connection with your kiddos and, and of course business and relationships and all else. Um, there's a way to do that. There's a way to have more freedom to, to talk about who you are, talk about, what you believe in a way that doesn't come across as too churchy or too, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. Uh, but a way that's authentic to you. And I think if you're living authentically again, in such an inauthentic, deceitful kind of world, you're going to be, you're going to stand out. You're going to be attractive in in a lot of ways. And that's going to help define a life of significance for, for you and for your family. Absolutely. All right. So now we're going to get to our final four. Just four, final quick, four. four quick questions. Just tell me the first thing that pops in your head. No. Okay. All right. So question number one, why did God create Chris? Oh man. He's got a purpose to influence other, other men to become the men of God they want to be, uh, to be the best version of, of themselves as business leaders, but also as, as people who are strongly in pursuit of their family. All right. Question number two, what are you reading or listening to right now that's helping you grow? Uh, I'm listening to, actually reading, uh, Range by David Epstein. In fact, I just posted this online. Range, how generalists triumph in this world. So it's it's a really, really fascinating book. Interesting. Uh, We are in this culture, have been fed this, this kind of theme that you've got to niche down, you've got to just be this total specialist. The studies show that actually hinders you. It can cripple you. Being a, a generalist actually gives you more opportunity as you're able to kind of bring a lot together and make the connections and piece things together in a way. So fascinating book. I'm just starting it, but it was highly recommended by some key people that I know. Nice. All right. And folks, we'll be sure to include that in the show notes because I saw that post that Chris put out just a little while ago and it definitely piqued my interest. So, <laughs> all right. Question three, what's your favorite thing to do with your family? Oh man. If, if we're not traveling somewhere, you know, beyond our, beyond the U S borders, uh, beach time right here in Florida. We love it. Okay. Beach time. Got it. 
And number four, what are you most grateful for? Mm, I'm most grateful for my family, my wife and my kiddos. I could not imagine life without them. And yeah, it's, they're such a blessing. Mm. Couldn't have said it better, my friend. Could not have said it <laughs> Well, everyone, thanks very much for tuning in to another episode. So glad you decided to spend some time with us. Um, Chris shared so much valuable information here today. So I want to encourage you to play this one again. Give it some time to start to soak in. Come back to it in a few days and listen to it and maybe even have a notebook next to you to jot down some notes because I think it's really going to make a difference for you. And if you want to take your business to the next level, if you want to make it all that you can have it to be, but still have the freedom you need to be investing in your family, Chris is definitely somebody you need to be connecting with. So check him out on his website. There's a spot in there where you can set up a call to have that introductory meeting with him and just to see, hey, are we a match to work together? Hey, thanks, John. I love what you're doing here. I love your authenticity and just uh, being vulnerable, lean into some topics that are, uh, that are tough sometimes for men to talk about. And uh, you're doing some amazing things here. So keep it up. Thanks again for the invitation. You bet. Thanks for being here, Chris. And thank you all for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.